Are you wasting your vacations? Like vacations are a time to recharge your batteries, right? To reset, to reconnect with people. There, there are reasons why we go on vacation. And right now we're in the middle of vacation season in the U.S. School's out. It's several weeks before most kids go back to school. And, and so people are on vacation. And those vacations, they, they look different in many cases than they did pre-COVID. But we're at least taking some time off of work. But I, I want to share with you in this episode five tips, five things that I've learned through my life on how to make sure that I'm not wasting vacations and I'm taking full advantage of them. So that's what I want to get into, those five tips that I've learned through the years. Hopefully you'll find them valuable as you're taking time off right now. I'm Russ Hill. This is the Decide to Lead podcast, the podcast for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for ways to more effectively influence other people so they can accelerate the results they've got to deliver. Welcome in. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. I have done a terrible job of asking listeners of this podcast to do this. Will you, will you all just, this will like take five to maybe 15 seconds of your time, but I haven't done a good job of asking all of you to leave reviews or ratings of this podcast. Here's all you have to do. And it would mean so much to me if you do this. You just swipe up. Like in the app you're on right now, just hold your phone, swipe up or swipe over in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, and just click five stars or four stars, or if you hate this thing, tap one star. And if, you, if you've if you got 10 extra seconds or 30 extra seconds, you could type in there on your phone or whatever device you're using right now, a few sentences, one sentence, two sentences about what you think about this podcast, any value you've gotten out of it. I, I've done a terrible job of asking of the listeners of this podcast to leave reviews. And so when people go to um, these apps and they look for, well, is this podcast have any listeners? They think uh, probably not because Russ has no reviews on this. So if you would do that, it would be very meaningful to me. Just swipe up, swipe over um, whatever app you're in and, and, and give it a review or ratings at the minimum. Okay, thanks. Okay, you all, in, early in my career when I was younger, I wasted vacations. Like I... I I didn't do a good enough job of making sure I was, this is going to sound weird, but uh, that I strategically used vacations to do what they, what they could do for me at work and in my personal relationships and in my emotional and mental and physical health. And so I want to share with you in this quick episode today, just five tips, things, lessons I've learned through the years that uh, I hope will be helpful to you about how to maximize vacations. Hopefully you've had one recently. You've got one coming up. And uh, these are just lessons I've learned through the years. So I'm going to fly through these five points. Number one, four weeks, at least four weeks a year. Okay. Hear me out on this one. You need at least four weeks of vacation a year, in my opinion. Um, and, and many of us need a lot more than that. Thankfully, most companies are changing to policies. In fact, I know of numerous clients of ours, organizations that have unlimited vacation time. You can take as much PTO personal time off as you want. And what they found, companies that have invested in that approach have found that people typically don't take a lot more time than you would have granted them. They don't abuse the system, but you get a huge win with the employees and their engagement because you don't feel heavy handed as a company going, nope, it's two weeks two weeks until you've been here five years, and then we'll give you two weeks and four hours, you know, or whatever it might be. When you've been here this long, you get to have an extra week, like it's some massive benefit. 
And I get it, especially in service-oriented companies or where where there's tons of turnover. I, I get it in those industries, but in in the vast majority of companies where we don't have 125% turnover in a year, um, we I just encourage you as the boss, you as the employer, you as the executive to grant people more vacation. And as an employee, what I learned, it took me longer than it should have to realize I could negotiate my vacation time. It doesn't cost the company anything more. So yeah, when you sit down to negotiate a new job or a promotion or whatever else, one of the things you're negotiating, one of the, the main element is compensation, right? So you're asking for this amount of money and you've got, you know, I've always had an approach and we'll, we'll do a podcast. I need to do a podcast episode about this soon. My theory has always been your contribute, my, my, my compensation needs to match my contribution. So I've never asked for a raise before I've gone through a prolonged period of time increasing my contribution. And then when I go in and I ask for more money or for a promotion or whatever else, there's really no argument for the employer. They look, or my boss in, in the corporation, they look at it and they go, and, and the case I make is, well, look at my contribution for the last two years or the last year or five years or whatever it is, compare it to other people in my position or in the company. And is there really, is, is there really more of a case? Sounds arrogant. I know you guys, but it, it's worked every time in my career. My compensation needs to match my contribution, not the other way around. Not, hey, yeah, you you increase my compensation and then I'll increase my contribution. No, that's how most people think it works. It does not work. That's why they get rejected for every increase they've ever asked for, or they get this tiny little bump. No, you increase the contribution for a sustained period of time. Then you ask for an increase in compensation. Okay, that's another episode. But in one of the things I didn't realize as a, as a young employee in corporate America was I could negotiate va- vacation time. In most corporations, if they're worth working at, the executive or the leader, us as leaders, we should have flexibility or we should be willing to go argue for, okay, John or Susan or whomever they, yeah, the policy says two weeks of vacation, but I'm going to give them three right out of the gate. Or, and, and if you go in to negotiate that, you all, and the company won't do that, then put a time, time length on it. So if you have to be vested or you have to be at the company for three years before you get an additional week of vacation, what I'm going to negotiate is, okay, I get it. You, you, wanna, you want to prove, you, you need to know that I'm actually committed to the company. I'm the right fit for this position. So let's do this. Instead of it being three years before you give me another week of vacation, let's make it six months. Okay. And, and will you just agree that in six months we'll sit down and if I'm contributing in a significant way, if this is a good match for me and for you, me working here and being in this position, then at that point we'll go to three weeks. Okay. Would you put that in the agreement? Great. Thank you so much. So if they won't grant it to me now, I'm going to shrink the amount of time before they'll give me the next one. And so, and, and so step number one is if you're the employee, negotiate more vacation time. Two weeks is insane. It is not enough to recharge your batteries. And if you are older than four years old, I'm just kidding. But I mean, if you're an entry level job, you're part time or or you're full time, but you're entry level and it's a high turnover industry, um, this is not going to work for you. No no boss is ever going to listen to you on this. But if it's if it's a if it's another kind of industry like every other industry and you're in a decent position, 
um, meaning you're not you're not you're not at the very lowest rung. You're you're making your way through it. Then just know when you go in to negotiate on that promotion or that increase or whatever it is, just ask for more vacation time. Then we as leaders we need to advocate and argue for that. If we own the company, for the love of Pete. Give your people more vacation time. They're not going to abuse it, and you're going to win in that process. Okay, I'm not going to go into that anymore. That's point number one. Four weeks minimum, many cases, and you know, professional, as you go up through the ranks, it's two or three months of vacation. Two or three months. And companies are willing to do that because – um, you're, one, you're probably not gonna you're, you're probably not gonna take three months of vacation or a full two months, but um, but your your contribution is enough or so much that we're willing to give you more. Okay, point number two, take the time. So if you give me three, four, five weeks of vacation, I might not take a full five or six, but I'm darn well gonna take three or four. And one, one of the things that I, I'm surprised at how many people I've worked with through the years that don't understand, you typically don't want to be gone for two weeks at a time, except if it's the end of the year, the week of, you know, the week of Christmas, the week of New Year's, nothing is happening unless you work in retail or a few other industries, taxes, financial, you know, most industries, nothing's happening. Customers are not answering the phone. And so I like to take those two weeks off. I know some people that they actually like to work those two weeks because there's nobody at work. And so they can get paid for working those weeks and uh, and get a significant amount done. The, the, and I understand the logic behind that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I take two weeks at the end of the year, and I typically take two weeks in the summer together because I've usually got some church camp I'm volunteering at for a week. And then I've got a week of family vacation off somewhere. So if you look at my calendar over the last several years, most years, and I've worked at different companies, the firm that I work at now for the last however many years and then before that, uh, if you look at the last decade of my career, you will see that I typically take almost the entire month of July off. I'm not doing that this year, but I typically am gone or June. June or July, I'm gone almost four weeks. And and it's anywhere from two to four weeks. But um, and, and there's one week in between where I'll, I'll come back to work. So I'll take a week and a half off. I'm back for a week. Then I take a week and a half or two weeks off, depending on, again, amount of church camps, um, amount of things, uh, family vacation, all of those things. But I, so I'm taking time in July or June when everybody's gone anyway. And then I'm taking it in the, the, the end of the year, New Year's, because everybody's gone anyway. And so the company doesn't really feel the pain in those times. I'm not taking two weeks off in for, you know, first quarter, February. That's insane because you're just launching into first quarter for a lot of companies and, and we, we need to get going. And if you've got a two week vacation in late January or early February, man, that, that, that timing is not good. Anyway, but my point here is take the time, take the time and, uh, and, and otherwise you are not as an, as effective in my view, you're not as effective as an employee. Number three, go off the grid. Okay. It is not vacation. You all, if I've had friends, uh, who every day we'll go on a vacation, our families together, or, or I'll see them somewhere. And every day they're checking their email every day. And, and they're responding to them. And maybe not every email, but numerous emails. Every day they're calling in, talking to their assistant. They're checking in with different people. That is not a vacation. You have hired incompetent people around you. Then you don't trust them. That's what that means. 
It means you're not a good, you're, you're not a good hiring manager or you don't have trust in other people. You need to get off the grid. Okay, so let me give you an analogy on this. If it, when, you, when you do that on a vacation, and I understand there are exceptions like a massive client project or a deal that's going to save the year or we're about to release this software, whatever it might be, there are exceptions. But you heard the word, right? Exceptions. The rule should be that you, you go off the grid. There are a couple of reasons for this that I'll explain. Number one is when you put your phone on the uh, on your desk at work or you're in your home office or whatever right now or your bedside table and you, you put it into the charger and you do it for 10 minutes. What do you notice when you go back to your phone? Let's say it was at 5% battery and you, char- you, you, you left it on the charger for 5 to 10 minutes and you go back. Where's it at? Yeah, it went from 5% battery to 8. Or if you're really lucky and you have a great charger, it went to 12. What is it not at? 100. You cannot recharge your batteries emotionally, physically, mentally, um, all of that. You can't do that if you don't go off the grid. You are plugging your phone into the wall for five minutes. Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to, oh, I just went and did this activity with my kids. Now I'm back to my phone. Okay, well, yeah, you got you got a 10% battery boost, but don't think you're coming back as refreshed, recharged, and, and, and I'll get to it in another tip, thinking as big picture, as strategic as you could be if you totally recharge. So the first part of this tip is go off the grid so you can fully recharge your battery, okay? You need that, and you might not even think you do. But the older and hopefully wiser I've gotten, the more I've realized, you know what? When I leave for two weeks or three weeks in the summer, I come back and I am so much more committed, so much more valuable to this organization. I have so much more energy. I've got new ideas. I've got a different perspective. I am so much more valuable to this company at 100% battery level than I am at, oh yeah, I left vacation. I left to go on vacation at 12% battery and I came back at 18%. Guess what I'm going to be saying in five days, three days, I needed another vacation. That didn't really boost me. Well, duh, because you didn't go off the grid. And so when you hire people around you that are competent and you trust them, you don't need to call the office. You don't need to check your email. Yeah, maybe once or twice in the full week, but not every day. You have a problem if that is the case. You, yeah, I've already made the point. Okay, now here's a second part of off the grid. When other people are on vacation, let them go off the grid. And, and this is what you'll typically hear. I see this all the time. Colleagues will say, yeah, you know, I'm going on vacation. I, I, yeah, we're going, but I, I'll have access to Wi-Fi and I'll be checking my email. And so, yeah, if you've got a question on this, no. Do not create that culture. Here are the reasons why. Those people will not come. They think they're impressing you as members of your team, direct reports of yours or colleagues of yours, peers. They think they're impressing you or showing their commitment to the company by saying, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll still have access to this and I'll, I'll, I'll still be checking in. What they're really doing is creating a culture to where no one in this company 
can fully go on vacation. And so, you know what I do when people say that to me? Okay, cool, thanks, have a great week. And then I do everything in my power to never send them on an email. If we're working on a project and they're one of the project team members, guess what? I don't copy them on that email. The whole week, the whole time they're gone, they don't get copied on anything. I don't call them. I don't text them. There are rare exceptions to this, emergencies, right? But I do everything in my power because you know what? When I'm gone, I don't want them calling me and I don't want them emailing me and I don't want their text. I trust them and I hope they trust me and we're moving forward. So I create a culture, whether or not I lead the team doesn't matter. I create a culture on this team to where when I'm on the, off the grid, I'm off the grid. When I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. And I expect the same of you. You as the boss, the leader, are creating the vacation culture of your company. So when you think you're helping, oh, I'm so committed as the owner. I'm so committed as an executive. I'm so committed that I'll be checking my email. You're sending signals to everyone else on your team or in the company that, hey, by the way, when you'll go on vacation, you better do the same. You don't say that. You might not think it. You might not have that expectation, but your behavior is sending that expectation. You tracking with me? Number four, connect with your family, friends, and others on vacation. The, the reason our family has loved going to Lake Powell for more than a decade, which for those of you that don't know Lake Powell, and there are very few of you that do, Lake Powell is right on the corner of Arizona and uh, Utah, right on the borders. It's, uh, it's a gigantic lake. The, the shoreline is, is more miles than the entire west coast of the United States. There's more shoreline of Lake Powell than there is beach, beach uh, mileage or shoreline in, uh, on the Pacific Ocean in the U.S. It's enormous. It would take you a long, long time in a boat at full speed to get from one end of the lake to, an, to the other, like days um, it's that big. And so one of the reasons we love going there, not only do we love water and all of that, but there's no cell coverage. <laughs> there's no, we pick specific spots on the lake with huge towering red rock cliffs and we're tucked there and we don't see any other humans for a full, we used to go for six days. More recently, we've gone for 10 days at a time and you can't get a hold of us. We, you, we, there's no way to connect. There's no cell service. And so we, our family loves that because you know why we actually talk to each other. We wake up and there's nothing to do, but talk to each other or go wakeboarding or get on a paddleboard or get in a kayak or go for that hike or do whatever that you have to do that. And so it builds our relationship so strong because we're actually connecting with each other. There are no distractions for the teenagers, for the adults, for anyone. And those, those are very, very valuable memories for us. Or when I go to a church camp and one of my kids is there, we're up in the mountains of Arizona under the pine trees. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm fully spending time with them because I know I'm creating memories. And so I didn't, I didn't, it took me a while to learn that, but, but, and I don't, I don't execute perfectly on it. Right. You all, but, uh, it is something I strive to do. Make sure you're connecting. Okay. The fifth and last one that I, um, I want to, uh, share with you to make sure you're taking advantage of your, your vacations is to, I, I, I wrote down, uh, calling this one, examine your map. And what I mean by that is, I find that challenges um, and anxiety increase the more micro you are. The more you're zoomed in 
to life, the more the more you've 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 zoomed in, the bigger challenges, obstacles, problems seem. And the more you zoom out, the more peace you feel. The bigger your field of vision or view, um, the the bigger the picture you're looking at, the more peace you feel. At least that's true for me. And the more, the better decisions you can make. And so one of the things I try to do on vacations, and I'm talking about these week-long or two-week-long vacations, is examine my map. Where am I at? Where am I trying to get in life? What am I trying to accomplish in my career? What am I trying to do at this company? What am I trying to do with my team? What are we trying to accomplish? What's our purpose? And so I spend some time. This, again, is why it's so important not to respond to the email. Think of how valuable this is for the company. Instead of me responding to the little fire or getting you the answer to the question or working on this little project, instead on vacation, and it takes, my experience is it takes a day or two or three to get into the right frame of mind. And, and, and then I can zoom out and I look at that and I just examine the map. Where am I at and where I'm trying to go? How old am I and where did I think I'd be at this age? Where do I need to be? What do I need to do differently? When we go back to our routine as a family and I go back to work in a week or two or whatever it might be, what do I need to do differently? And so I zoom out and I realize I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone on vacation and I've realized it might be time to leave this company. It might be time to ask for that promotion. It might be time to stop working on that project and start this one instead. It might be time to, you know, whatever it is. I can't tell you how many, can you all relate to this? I'm sure you can. I'm sure this has happened to you. If you fully get off the grid and you fully examine the map and you zoom out, you go macro instead of micro, your value as a leader is so much better. Instead of being tactically minded, you're now strategically minded. I have found that the people that I have in my life who don't get off the grid and don't do everything I'm talking about in the in this episode they are some of the least strategic people I know. It's true. They're totally tactic focused. And the people who make the least in a company are the pe- typically are the people who don't know how to think strategically. It's totally true. The entrepreneurs whose companies make the least amount of money and don't grow that dramatically are the entrepreneurs who are totally tactically minded and don't know how to think strategically. They are so caught up in the day-to-day. They are so caught up in responding to that email or working with this or getting that client for tomorrow that they're, you look at the graph of their businesses over the last 2, 5, 10, 20 years, and there's not much growth. And so examining the map and going, being able to zoom out and think from a macro standpoint increases your value dramatically at this company or in your career, because you're going to gain clarity on things you need to do. Impressions will come to you. Thoughts will enter your mind about your relationship with your spouse, about your relationship with that kid or that child, where they're at or where they need to be, or a struggle you hadn't spent much time thinking about that you, as their mom or dad or whomever, need to help them with, or the company and how you're, whatever it might be. I found that when I examined the map on vacation, that time 
is so much more valuable. Okay, so that is the episode. Five steps here. I'm going to walk through them real fast in less than 30 seconds. Number one, four weeks at least. Take it, negotiate it, give it. Number two, take the time. Once you get that amount of time of vacation, take it. Actually take as much as you can. I recommend, you heard me, what I recommend. Number three, go off the grid when you take the time. Like firmly or, or, or totally get off the grid. Number four, connect with the people in your life. It might be your faith. It might be your family. It might be your friends, whatever. Make those connections. Do those things on your vacation. And number five, examine your map. Zoom out to the macro and get away from the micro um, and think about those things. And I like to have a notepad or a little journal. And I write those, I write some thoughts down. I, I read certain books to help me think that way. And, and I, I, I take these books with me to the beach or to the boat or wherever, um, because it's not so much that I want to read this book. It's that I'm, I'm reading this and then for five minutes, and then I find myself journaling or writing in a notebook for 20. Because the book has helped me think from a macro standpoint about it could be self-help. It could be a business book. It could be fiction. But it's just I'm, it, it's getting me out of the micro. OK, those are my five tips for not wasting your vacation. I hope you're taking the time. I hope I know our vacations look so different this year in the middle of COVID-19 than they typically do. I hope you're still taking the time. I hope you're finding a way to uh, to recharge your batteries because you got to plug that phone into the wall. Otherwise, it cannot be at 100%. All right. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, tap on that subscribe button every time we release a new episode. It'll come straight to your phone. You can listen to it whenever you've got time. If you find value in it too, will you do me the favor and just tell a friend? Mention it to somebody. Post about it on LinkedIn. Make a post on Facebook and just say, hey, I find value in this. You might you might too. Tell somebody uh, around you. That is how this podcast has grown over the last two years, and I'm so grateful to those of you who share it. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying healthy. We'll talk to you soon.